Welcome to the After Hours Sessions podcast. I'm your host, D-Rock, and today I am joined by a very special guest, someone who has made such a great impact in the session wrestling world and is absolutely a legend. And if there was a Mount Rushmore of session wrestlers, (laughs) this person would be on it. And it's not even debatable. It's not even debatable. Which one am I? Which one on the mountain am I? (laughs) I, You know what? I whichever one you want. That's what I'll say. Whoever you want to pick. Whoever thank you want to pick. I'm joined well, by the one that's... and only Christy Etzel. Christy, thank you so much for joining. Oh, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to this today. Yes, yes. I am yes. so excited, so pumped. Um for because a little background, like and I Christy, I we had talked about it when we were scheduling this. Christy was the second session I ever had back in 2012 I, back over in, uh, in Pennsylvania <laughs> and was an awesome, awesome time. Awesome time. Woo-hoo! I forgot who was your first. My first was Mutiny. Ah, I love Mutiny. Okay. Yep. So, so I'll come in silver then for <laughs> Mutiny. <laughs> I... I, I still tell people so that it's been that was it's been nine years. The hardest, the most intense scissors still is it's by you. No one has been able. No to way, it. really? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I like that. That's awesome. That's a absolutely. happy customer. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'll tell you, that's a happy me too because I have that little sadistic side in me that likes to squeeze the stuffings out of people's heads or bodies. So well, that makes I'm me a- very happy. I'm a thick, yeah, I'm a thick, like, built guy, and, like, my neck is pretty, like, thick, so I was like, oh, okay, we'll see, like, all right, because, and then, boy, that's, I was like, wow, that was an instant tap, and then I'm like, man, I guess every session will be like this, you know, and then, nope, like, (laughs) I hope so, (laughs) it has not been, I mean, they've been great, but, like, as far as that scissor squeeze, they have not, and I've told other session wrestlers, I go, that's the hardest, and I can see, like, they'll try, and I'm not, like, tapping to it, and right. I'm like, oh, okay. But like, yeah, you know, that's, that was still, that was, uh, I want to say, cause usually a lot of people can't make me tap or it's a while. They have to really give it. Right. You're, right. You were like four seconds at max. Wow. It you was, know, it was I have impressive. to, I love to hear that. And I love, I love that more than anything. Cause that really makes me feel really good. Um, but I have to, probably give credit to because I don't know where it really comes from but I did play softball from like 9 to 16 and from softball then I took horseback riding lessons from like 9 and then I bought a horse at 12 my parents bought me a horse so I think um, riding horses you know with your thighs and then um, making them strong and then softball and then I started lifting weights around 14 or 15 and then uh, I did really well in high school, like PE sports and stuff like that, junior high and high school. So then um, I think all that gave me a base. It must have given me a, a good thigh base or something. Um, and then uh, wrestling at 21. And I never knew, never in a million years knew, one, that I'd still be doing this. Two, that I'd make a career out of it. And three, I would become famous in this little underground world I live in with my thighs, my reverse head scissor. And I will take it. I will be the yes. queen of squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> I will take the queen of squeeze and the Tustin tank name anytime. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I bow down. You are the queen. You are. Uh, it, yes. I, I, I hear that down. a lot. 
I hear that a lot about my scissors. And honestly, it's weird because when you see me, you're not really going to think that I'm going to have these powerful thighs that are going to make you tap out instantly. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think I gave Jennifer Thomas, she always says she got vertigo from me a little bit, you know, after I squeezed her head one time and I accidentally, you know, accidentally, um, busted the eardrums of my best friend, Diane K.O. Casey in a scissor circle for, um, uh, Femwin a long time ago, years ago in Vegas. So that was an accident though, but, um, they are like lethal weapons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's it, it's it's funny because you brought up Jen Thomas and Jen has been on the show and you know one of we love Jen. Of, Jen is awesome, just one of the best yes. people you could ever meet. Absolutely. And when I've seen you two like grapple, you you always seem really like you give her like a really good run for like her money. Like is that is that like a matchup thing or is that a familiarity thing? Like you you really match up well with her. It seems like you kind of get the best of her. You know, she did kill me the last time we wrestled a few years ago. And then I think I got her one time. So we do match up really well. And we rotate between who wins and who loses. Um, We just both are um, shorter, thicker ladies. And, um, uh, you know, we do really great together, whether it's semi-competitive or competitive. Some ladies I match up really well together. I've always had really great matches also with like Ziggy and um christine dupree and we go way 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 back you know right. um yeah so um god i've been doing this for like 34 years well well I, and I do the math everybody do yes, the math <laughs> yes, yes do the math wow that is something so now you mentioned just really quick like about that athletic background growing up like was your family like in the sports or was that just where you just naturally um, like wanted to try it. All of my um, my two older brothers and my older sister, um, we all did softball and baseball. So we did Tustin Bobby Sox. They did Little League or whatever. And then um, my mom wishes she was able to do sports when she was growing up. But way back in those, you know, older days, you know, women were not, um, you know, encouraged to do sports way back then. Um, so, uh, you know, my parents are older, like 88 and 93. So way back in the day, she did wish she could have played sports though. But, um, right. uh, so I'm a tomboy. So a tomboy, um, growing up as a little one and then, um, as a teen and then, um, always liked fast cars too. And, oh, okay. um, got into lifting weights. My mom got me a little tricep bar when I was 15. And I remember she went to the athletic store and they go, is this for your son? And she goes, no, it's for my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) And I still have it. I still have that tricep bar. Oh, wow. That's awesome. It is awesome. So, um, so lifting weights, fast cars, rock and roll, I am in touch with my masculine side <laughs> wrestling. Um, but it's the tomboy inside of me, you know, and I always mm-hmm. grew up watching uh bionic woman and watching um, um, uh, who else? Wonder woman and Charlie's yes. angels. And I always wanted to be like pretty and strong like them. I know that they were a lot skinnier back then and completely different shape than me, but um, they were the, ladies that I aspired to be when I was a young girl. <laughs> so, so I, I have to ask then since you named these three. So first favorite car, um, the second, what was the, um, 
favorite rock band, like favorite band of all time. And third, who was your favorite Charlie's Angels? Oh, by gosh, Farrah Fawcett by far. And so okay. when I was like 23, I got really skinny and got down to 130. And I had my Farrah Fawcett feathered hair and my lean body, 130, super tan, bought a tanning bed, put it in my bedroom, got the wow. feathered hair. I was rocking the Farrah Fawcett thing for a long time. And um, so definitely Farrah. And for favorite car, I like all fast cars, but I will tell you, and I can drive any car fast, by the way. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I bought um, almost two years ago, a 2019 Dodge Challenger Shaker Hemi in plum crazy purple. Purple is my wow. favorite color. And so that is one badass car. Um, that is. And then, so we got Fair Fawcett. We got a car. And, and then, favorite favorite rock band. You, you, and there's more than one. You can name a few if you want to. Oh, but. there's definitely more than one. Judas Priest, <laughs> Iron Maiden. So we got Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. If we're going back, um, I also love Queen and Aerosmith. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, okay. and then newer stuff, you know, like Godsmack and Disturbed. Yep. Nice, nice, mm-hmm. nice. I'm a little metalhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking Metallica for you. I was, that, that's what I would have oh, got. I wasn't sure. That's so funny because I just saw a Metallica tribute band um, Saturday night at a casino in Fantasy Springs in Indio. And we went to go see a tribute Metallica cover band and they were awesome. They were incredible. And um, I grew up with Metallica and Megadeth and Metal Church and all that stuff. So um I kind of liked Megadeth a little bit better than Metallica, though. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh-oh. That could be controversial for some people. It could be. Sorry. <laughs> but if anyone ever gave you problems, you would just give them those, those scissors and then lights out. Yeah, nobody gives me problems. <laughs> <laughs> How can, I'm always freaking smiling, and I'm always friendly exactly. and nice. Nobody better give me any problems. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I can attest yep. like nope, nope. But I can also attest one of like the nicest, coolest people too. So like oh, you know that's always the, the balance I tell people. You you know, it's it's never look for a fight, but you know, always be nice, but always, you know, be ready in case you have to sometime, you know. And Absolutely. you you to me have that balance, like that's the last resort, but you know, if that's the resort we're gonna go down, you'll take care of business. <laughs> You know, I've never really been in a real, 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 real fight with a stranger. I have no idea how I would do. So I either would kick major ass, but I'm also a peace love person. I'm not really into wanting to hurt somebody. So I wonder, you know, if I would like how I would do. I obviously, if you have to defend your life and you're fighting for your life, that's completely different. But um, yeah, I always wondered. I'm glad that I've never been in a real fight. Any, yes, I, I'm yes. not that kind of person. You know, I'm not looking no. for fights, and I don't want to ever hurt anybody. I only if I have to save my life, I guess. Yeah, same, same. And people have said that to me. Like, I've never been in a real fight before. I go good. Keep that streak going. Yes, for the rest of your life. Like, Absolutely, that's a good streak to have. I don't hang out with those kinds of people anyhow. You know, kind of you know it, it, <laughs> bugs or you yeah. Know. I have a really yeah. great circle of friends that you know I've had in my life for you know, some, some of my friends, I'm one I've known since I was three, the next one, since I was 13, the next one, since I was 19, the next one, since I was 21. And then the others, you know, I've known for like 30 years. So most of my friends are lifelong friends. 
so let me ask you then just um what do you because a lot of times i think always but even like especially i've seen a lot of talks about like friendship like adult friendship during like the pandemic you know everyone being sheltered in and kind of like realizing like you know needing that connection so like that's very awesome but rare to hear like someone keeping so many childhood and you know young friends all throughout adulthood what do you i know it's kind of hard to like pinpoint one thing but a couple things like what's been like the secret to like maintaining friendships for so long for you wow um well i'm definitely um friendly personable and open-minded and i i um I have friends of all kinds. So the friend that mm-hmm. I've known since I was three is a school teacher. And then the friend that I've known since I was 13 takes care of people with dementia and Alzheimer's. And um, wow. yeah, you know, I have three sets of friends. I have the childhood school friends. I have the rock and roll friends and I have the wrestling friends. And little by little, they all get to meet each other, you know, either at birthday parties or parties or something like that. And everybody Uh gets along, even though, you know, we're all completely, you know, maybe not everybody approves of my job or whatever, but they still like me as a human being and as a person. You know what I mean? So, um, right. And I'm, I I would have to say it's my bubbly freaking personality, you know? <laughs> Everybody just seems to like my energy or that's the one thing I hear the most. If I have to say, um, people like my aura or my energy or my smile or my friendliness and, and a lot of people, just strangers too. Someone came up to me Saturday and it was just a girl I'd never met. And she goes, I really like your energy and your smile. And, and you seem really cool to hang out with. And we exchanged phone numbers and she said, let's, you know, meet with, you know, for some rock and roll concerts. And she was there for husband. And it was funny. She just liked my energy. And, um, you know, I wish everybody had this energy. I know that not everybody does, but, um, and I used to, uh, Jennifer Thomas used to say too bad. You can't bottle up your, your energy and, sell it in pills or sprinkle it on everybody (laughs) because let me tell you i have some energy to spare (laughs) yeah no but that's that is so awesome like it is like people don't always want to accept it or believe it but like the energy we give people can you can feel that like you can feel that vibe someone's giving like a positive energy and i know we've all met people who give those negative energy right and, and even right. like, you know, good hearted people, but they get that negative energy. I know I've had to have conversations about like, hey, it's that the vibe you're giving. I know maybe you mean well, you don't mean to, but you give that that your energy is down and it's negative and it's always the worst case scenario all the time. And that can really kind of wear on people. Absolutely. So I'm like, it, the, yeah. the energy we give is important. Right. And when I run into those people, I hope that maybe my energy can help pick them up a little bit or something. You know, I know um, sometimes you just need um, to be around different kinds of people or different environments mm-hmm. or something like that. I know I can't, you know, help everybody but if i run into people i hope that my energy can help them in some way but i also know that my energy can be very overwhelming for people too different personality types are not they may think i'm a little bit too much you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) no but and i apologize for that but i hope you know just just see me in small doses then (laughs) no no because what you have what you have is truly, and I'm not just saying that because I'm speaking with you. It's a gift. It is a gift to 
to have that kind of energy and to make people like smile and yes. bring people up like somebody posted like, that's, something that's, and it says positivity is a superpower and i thought that was really cool you know it's really cool i just wake up like this this is without coffee this is without you know smoking drinking drugs this is without anything to make me like this of course i have my sad and moments you know my mom passed away november mm-hmm. 11th my dad passed away three years ago right. so um you know if there's a death or if somebody you know breaks my heart or something like that of course you know then i'm not this happy bubbly person for a little while but um i do bounce back though no man that's and of course you're, you're a human being yeah and, and that's what i've you know from being i was a um i'm a i'm in social work again but i my last job was a drug and alcohol counselor and and it's talking about like, you know, we have to, we as human beings have to experience all these emotions. Like we're human, like you, you will get angry. You will be sad, yep. happy, everything. Absolutely. We're, we're human. Yes. Yes. And, uh, but, uh, and then I have my little sadistic side and I have my side where I love a challenge and the wrestling is perfect for uh, both of those sides because <laughs> the competitive wrestling fulfills my competitive side and um, in a challenge if I'm wrestling somebody maybe better than me. And then um, the one sided domination matches um, with girls or guys or videos or, or sessions, you know, and they want to be dominated totally fulfills my little uh, sweetly sadistic side. I always call it sadism with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so that, I do have, that... you know, I love my job. This job of wrestling has been like the biggest blessing in my life. Cause one, I never knew I was going to do it from 21 to now. And then, um, remember it's been 34 years. Do the math. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had a birthday last oh, yeah. week. <laughs> Yes, yes, and happy belated. I know you parted it up pretty good. Thank you very much. And um, and this has been a great life for me. I love what I do, and I hope I can do it for many, many, many more years. Um, as long as people still want to see me, and I still, uh, I still got it. <laughs> I still got it. <laughs> oh, you, you do, you do. When um, I, I, I was able to watch the uh, the session girls live event in back in around Labor Day. And that's what a lot of people, myself included, were tweeting out when we saw you, you know, get in the ring and you were really, you know, putting on the moves. And we were like, Christy still got it. She still Yay! got it. Really <laughs> and and, and <laughs> little by little, I'm getting back into my leaner, meaner shape. I've been large and in charge and extra large and charge for quite many, many years. Um, so I'm down to 165 right now, but I've been up to 205, but I've been down to you know, in the old days, I was 130 to 150. So I've been all over the board in my wrestling career for 34 years. But I am in um, getting in really good shape right now at 165. So I'm shooting my way down That's to awesome. 160. And then from 160, hopefully 155 again, just like the old days. So, so in your, you know, in your wrestling career being, you know, at from 205 to 135, where would you say was the, the most comfortable and the, the best for you? At, at wrestling like where were you like this you know because you also you're you have to have you know strength yes. to you know right you're, you're rolling around with a lot of women and men who are much bigger than you are where were you like most comfortable um I would have to say with a great combination of a little bit of size not too much and then um and still have strength and still have flexibility and still have speed I 
like myself between 140 and 160. Okay. And I'm 165 right now. Awesome. And I didn't awesome. mean to get to like 180, 190, and 200, and 205. That was not on purpose. I kind of got in a rut for like a year. And when I got in that rut, I was very disciplined about working out. I did a few weight loss infomercials that I was insanely disciplined at. And after the four months, I was super, I, I get very extreme from one way to another. So I could be super, super, super disciplined and I could be super, super, super out of control. Don't want to be disciplined. <laughs> so, right, right. so after I uh, got in great shape and I'm like, oh my God, I want to take some time off. But I mean, I took a year off. I didn't mean to take a year off of working out and eating healthy. So that's how I slowly got up to um, higher and higher weights. And even though some of mm-hmm. my clients really like me at 190 and 200 and above, I personally did not for me, but um, I was struggling just in that rut. And now my fire has been lit under my ass and I'm really, really, really doing well. I was like 200 a year and a half ago and uh, 205 five years ago. And now I'm 165 and I'm working my way down. So um when COVID hit, I decided to get in shape when everybody else was gaining the quarantine 15. I decided to go the opposite way. Right. I went the opposite way because COVID seems to like unhealthy people with um, underlying conditions. And when I'm really heavy, I have mm-hmm. all these, you know, health numbers and blood numbers and tests that aren't, you know, good. So I, you know, I lost 10 pounds, you know, one way, which was getting some test results. I lost 10 pounds from COVID and I lost 10 pounds, you know, kind of when my mom passed away. So um, that was probably the easiest 30 pounds I've ever lost in my life. Um, And now I'm trying to go below that right now. Okay. And and I appreciate you telling that story because like, like we said with the emotions, it's, it's human nature like you know you get in a rut and things can happen and it doesn't mean um and i'm saying this to our listeners but also to myself as well like it doesn't mean you throw in the towel it's it's you you know you you get back on that horse and and you start absolutely and and i've had to struggle with my weight since i was 14 or 15 i was pretty skinny until about you know 14 15 16 and i was working out when i was young and i remember my gym shut down and I didn't work out one summer. So when I was a um, a junior in high school, I went from like 130 to 163. And that's the first time I experienced um, as a junior in high school um, having a weight problem. So I've, I've struggled since then. And it just doesn't come easy for me. You know, I love working out. It's the eating healthy and lighter part that I'm not really a fan of. <laughs> so, yeah, no, yeah. Same here. so, um, same here. so it's hard to do something if you don't really like it, <laughs> you know, if, no, no, if you like here. it, it's... it's no problem. So when I'm honest with my struggles, I mean, it's hard to do something you hate, you know, but sometimes you have yeah. to do things you hate, but right now I don't feel like I hate it because, um, I think the doctor visit and um, it woke me up. It was a wake up call I needed, you know, when my blood, pressure, you know, mm-hmm. your cholesterol and, and all the other stuff, prediabetes and fatty liver and all that other stuff. And I've improved and, and changed and reversed those pretty much. 
through losing the weight and exercising more and eating more plant-based and less meats. So, um, but I'll tell you, I have to do it for the rest of my life. That part also sucks, but, um, but it's not, um, it's not hard right now for some reason, something clicked in my head. Yeah. It's not a a bad, it's not a bad time right now. Like I said, that fire got lit under my ass and it's still there. And so I'm hoping I kind of like, I'm, um, reinventing myself kind of and getting back down to the weight getting back down to the weight I was in my younger days which uh, uh, two things like first like I think that's a silver lining of you know this pandemic has been awful and tragic and you know affected so many people Um, but I think a, a, a silver lining for those who you know can look at it as like it, it is a time to kind of reinvent and that's why I'm trying to look at it as well. It's a time to reinvent your yourself and like, hey, like even though every day, even before this pandemic, we should realize that life's not promised. This has been a major in your face wake up call. Life's not promised. So to go after those passions, to go after those things and, and like you said, to reinvent yourself. That's really right. Awesome. And then and, I'm going to um, be in Jennifer's wrestling you know? event Friday. And it's nice, you know, cause I'm lighter now than I was in September. And then when she has one again, you know, in the future after this one Friday in Vegas, then I'll be lighter for that one. So people will see this, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, awesome. And hopefully it motivates people. I really like to motivate people and um, I have the energy to do it. And then losing the weight and telling my story and sometimes can help people spark their fire too, you know? Absolutely. Now, how was it going? Cause I know I, I, I won't speak for you. I know I, I love meat. And so how, but I've been hearing, I've been hearing so much about people going to plant-based. How was that transition going to more plant-based? Okay. So in the very beginning, after I got my blood results, I did plant-based really pretty, you know, good and avocado toast and nuts and seeds and, and other things like that. And I was getting, um, really good with that. And then I started uh, back to what I did when I was a successful, um, kind of like successful at watching my weight and dieting back when I was younger, I would have five or six really healthy days and one cheat day. So that's kind of where I am right now. Mm-hmm. So um, I have my cheat days. And that's when I have my meats or my, you know, candy and my desserts. I really love sugar. So that's my weakness. And I like a good, you know, filet oh, okay. mignon and a good prime rib. So I just don't eat them as much, but I eat them. Just And I used gotcha. to eat candy every day. That's gone. So I don't eat candy every day. I don't eat desserts every day. I got rid of that. I got rid of regular milk because I didn't know it was so high in sugars, but it is. I have it as an occasional treat, but now I'm on like almond milk or, you know, flax milk or, and stuff like that. So I've, I've started eating new things and really enjoying these healthier options. And then I have my cheat days. So I just have my cheat days. Uh Right. Okay. No, that's awesome. And that's, that's good. So now the almond milk trans, cause that one probably, I I go to like 1%. That's where I'm at, but I know like everyone's, but like, I get nervous about the almond milk. How, how was that for you? Like, do you, are you now like yes. an almond milk like, yes. fan? Yeah. You're like, I mean, okay. regular milk tastes better though. <laughs> but you know, I was drinking non-fat fat free milk and it was high in sugar and I didn't know that till I paid attention. And, um, since I got up to pre-diabetes when I was heavier, um, and you know, non-alcoholic fatty liver when I was heavier, 
and all my cholesterol numbers were bad when I was heavier and thyroid issues when I was heavier. So I changed all those and now my numbers have been perfect for the last year. And um, yeah, That's and my great. doctor has seen me at like 145 to 200 and something. So she has seen, she knows I can do it. All my issues are my own doing through diet and exercise. Yeah, so everything right. I can change myself, it's up to me. So, um, and and I'm doing it again. So she's seen me, she know I can do it. She knew, she knows I was in a rut and, um, and now I'm going the other way. So yeah, I'm an almond milk girl. And um, even though it doesn't taste as good, it still, you know, gets the job done. Awesome. Awesome. No, that's, that's great to hear. And it's, it's, I know it's going to inspire the people to see you. It's going to inspire people yes. listening to this. And you're inspiring <laughs> me right now. So I yeah, hope so. Awesome. And I hope to inspire people Friday when they see me in the event, which is in Las Vegas at the Nerd Bar. Do you know anything about this event? I've seen, because uh, I follow uh, Jen, and I know she's because she's the next weekend she's coming to my area and I'm going to session with her. Um, so I, I follow Jen and I've seen her promoting it like with Women on Fire and like Des Desire. But I don't know um, too much. Do you mind explaining it a little bit more? It's about 15 girls or more. And we're all doing a bunch of our um, matches. Wow. Um, starting at six o'clock at the Nerd Bar Friday coming up. And um, okay. which I think is um, April 1st or April 2nd. I can't remember. It's coming up, whatever. Let me see. I'll get the exact day right here. It's April 2nd, um, downtown. And I think we're all doing a bunch of matches, like custom matches and, and competitive and semi-competitive and, and people can pay and watch. And, and it starts at six and it's kind of similar to the thing that she had um, in September. So it's a bunch of the, custom matches yeah, the, that we're the, doing and people can watch. But the September show was live streamed. This one you can pay and go. Right. Yeah. Now, let me ask for those events, like the one in September and like this one coming up for you personally, do you like kind of like knowing like what you're going to like who you're wrestling against or if you're doing competitive or customs or do you like being surprised? Like, like once you're there, you find out. Um, I guess what's well, um, kind of nice to know ahead of time. So, you know, kind of what you're in for, you know, where to put your head. Mm -hmm. Like, it's nice to know if I'm doing something hundred yeah. percent real, or it's nice to know if I'm doing something pro style or if I'm doing a cat fight or if I'm doing easy, it's kind of nice to know ahead of time. Just, you know, I'm a planner. So it's just for my brain. I like to know yeah. ahead of time. <laughs> But it doesn't matter if you spring something on me. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. Because I always, you know, always wonder like the 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 peek behind the curtain of like just what what that's like that planning and those. I know a lot with customs. That's information that's coming in from you know the the paying customer. But just like when you put like these big events together, like the one in the September and the one on Friday, just like what the the planning, you know, is like right. going into it. Right. So um, Jennifer is the so, one that gets overwhelmed with the planning stuff, but she does a really good job and she did a great job for the September one. And then there was one in LA like a couple of years ago before COVID. And that was really fun too. That one I just watched. So even if I don't get any work, I would love to go because it's my environment. It's my friends. It's the girls and guys that we all know in our little world. 
And um, I would go anyhow just to watch, even if I wasn't in it. Yes. No, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And um, so, yeah. So I wanted to tell you that I started wrestling when I was 21. I saw an ad in the newspaper. Um, Yes, that's you read my mind. I was actually going to. That's where I was. I saw an ad in the newspaper for mud wrestling (laughs) and I just turned 21 and I was able to go to a bar for the first time. And I figured where would all the guys go? Well, the guys would go to watch the girls wrestle. So um, it was uh, in garden Grove, Joshua's parlor that used to be called Smokey Stovers. And then later on the marquee. And so I went and watched the show and then it was once a week there. And then I watched it again and I kept thinking to myself, I think I could do something like this. The, the girls come out in fantasy costumes. They strip down to bikinis and they kind of like dance for dollars and stuff like that. And then they auction, they auction the girl mm-hmm. off in her little fantasy outfit and um, to the guys in the audience and the guys in the audience can wrestle them in um, shaving cream or mud or oil or jello or whatever it is. And it kind of, um, this lady had her own group angel and she was competing with the Tropicana out in Hollywood and the Tropicana already had its heyday and it was like you know really famous back in the days the 80s and um so then angel came Mm -hmm. along and had her own group of girls to kind of compete with them and after three weeks I got a business card and I thought I would give it a try and I tried it I was terrified and I was awkward and I was you know uh, I gave it my best shot. I have really bad stage fright when I do something for the first time. And once, once I break through mm. the stage fright and do it a few times, then I become like a total ham and a performer. <laughs> yeah. So then I'm not scared of it at all because then that's where I feel natural, you know, um, because I've always liked competing right. or um, uh, performing, putting on a show and something athletic. And wrestling, you know, fits the bill for that. And um, putting on a show, it's entertaining, you're performing, and it's athletic. So um, I started at 155, and I got down to 130. And that's that was my, like, Farrah Fawcett look. And um, so I kept that Farrah Fawcett <laughs> look and worked for those people for about eight years. And then I found out, met some friends, Diane Berry, K.O. Casey, Sandy White, And they got me into videos for Triumph Studios, Ken Starr, um, Trisha Brown Video Sports, um, Tigra, Ringside Productions. And little by little, I started wrestling. And when you're the new girl, you know, you get lots of work. And then then you find out you can do some competitive. So I started doing competitive because sometimes there's a, a lack of competitive girls out there. So I started doing competitive matches. This was back in the VHS days. And then, yeah. Then APL right. from Portugal, and then um, the Linda Bell Steel Kittens, and then, um, ah, gosh, there's so many more. I can't think of them all. Um, California Supreme, um, Mass Muscle. Um, so videos, videos, videos. I started doing videos, videos, videos. And then you get fans, and then you get the fans that want to meet you in person. And this was be- before the internet. So then they would, you know, call your landline and leave you a message on your answer machine. But there was also this little magazine called AmFem. So a lot of people had little ads in AmFem um, for wrestling. And um, so AmFem was before the Internet, when the Internet finally did come out. 
but we would enter, you know, we would say our phone number, our landline phone number on the end of those VHS videos so that people could reach out to us. So then the internet finally came and the WB270 came. And then a little bit later, Jennifer Thomas got her session girls. I got my own website. So those are the three sites I advertise my travels on. And then I started making a good living wrestling my fans. And then I stopped the mud wrestling and the oil wrestling and just branched out. And to this day, been making a good living wrestling the girls and guys and traveling the country and the world and the States and, making videos and doing live shows and doing sessions. And then here I am today with you. <laughs> oh, that's, 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 there's, that is awesome. There's a lot. I, I, I first, I wanted to ask what, what was it like, I guess, like the atmosphere doing, because it's like you said, it's still underground now in 2021, but back in like the, the late eighties, early nineties, what was that atmosphere like like getting into this like session wrestling well i was really scared at first for the first year so for the first year i was dating somebody and um i would take him with me if i had to go to a hotel or someone's house and have them wait out in the car just because the first year of me doing sessions i was really scared i never did anything like this before and um and once i met the guys i realized oh my god they're they're almost all as sweet as can be you know they're either submissive or they're competitive, but they want a good match. Nobody wants to hurt anybody. Nobody, you know, they have to go on with their life. I have to go on with my life. And um, so I remember the very first time wrestling my first guy privately. And then, um, you know, going to people's houses or their hotel. And um, and then one turned into two, turned into three, turned into four. And the more videos I got done out there, I got a following and I, um, you know, make my living wrestling these people and couples too. Where I wrestle their wives or girlfriends. Um, and um, some of the people I've become friends with on Facebook, some of them have invited me into their homes. Some of them let me wrestle out of their homes and stay with them like in Canada or Australia. And, um, and that's really cool. But yeah, way back in the old days. Yeah, way back in the old days, yeah. you know, I did have somebody wait in the car for about a year or two until I got the hang of it. And then, knock on wood, you know, mm. knock on wood, nothing bad's ever happened, really. Um, yes. Time wasters is the biggest pain in the ass, you know. Uh, people that make appointments and don't show up, especially if you get ready and you get up early and you do all that and they don't show up. So the time wasters are the biggest pain in the ass for me. A couple times, people have wrestled a little bit too hard. I asked if they could if we could scale this hour session back to a half an hour and they were both okay with that, they were just way too rough for me. And I still had to see other people and I didn't want to get all my energy taken Mm -hmm. away from this one person when I still had to continue my little tour on the road. Um, But they were both really cool about it. Um, And one of them I still talk to and see on a regular basis. Um, But um, yeah, very different way back in the old days. Definitely not as many girls. And definitely, yeah, when I went to New York, hardly anybody went there. And now, you know, New York is saturated with ladies that go there all the time. So, um, yeah, New York used to be my best Mm -hmm. place like 25, 30 years ago, 20 years ago. And now it's one of the places where um, I struggle with the most because there's so much competition. Wow. So, I guess really quick. So, like, when you started, what was, like, the hot 
places New York. as far as like touring, like yeah, like where was like that? So New York was a lot of people, no, there wasn't a lot of girls, but there was a lot of guys, and because the guys there wasn't that many girls, you know. Oh, so New York was the Robin, Susie Johnson, Casey Cavanaugh, Malibu, me, and you know, uh, Inga, Britta Olsen. So, all the ladies from way back when, you know, um, Hollywood, you know, there was just, you know, and then the big bodybuilders from the old days. And, um, and then now it's just tons and tons and tons of ladies. But the East Coast was always a good one. So um, I still do well. I just combine New York with Philly and Baltimore, Boston, Jersey, and make it one good right. East Coast tour. Now, because like like in today, like like yourself, Jennifer Thomas, you guys are like really you know big names in the session wrestling. When you got into it, was there like certain ladies that were like, wow, they're like the most popular or like in the oh, yeah. main, like ladies of oh session yeah that would be robin you started that would be um uh the big bodybuilders there was like a carla nelson there was a thea bennington there was a lee price there was um chris lubke there was um yeah these big ladies uh, from the, yeah. yeah i've seen all those videos so they're yeah, famous for videos. a certain clientele that likes you know those big women with the big muscles and then robin has a completely different body type and then malibu and and um you know so um angela faith was popular way back when um yeah and then you know jennifer, jennifer came up later did you did you know a uh did you know um i never met her Jody but i knew Marie? of her yep Dodie marie was one okay. of the big girls okay and um yeah so those were kind of like the famous people from and and um, Carla Nelson because she was really tall. Then there was um, Nicole Bass for a while, and um, yeah, so that was way back right. when I was just a little newbie. <laughs> yeah, they were the ladies wow. I looked up to. Yeah. Did you ever like interact uh, with mean, them? Like, like? Oh no, I became friends of Casey Kavanaugh, the bodybuilder. Um, and I didn't really meet the other ones that I mentioned before. I don't think I've ever met them. Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. So something. Wow. And that's really cool to know. Because me and, and Hans, who comes on the show, we always were wondering about, like, the history of, like, session wrestling and how. Because we both came up in the internet age. And we were like, how would we have gotten this, gotten our, our like, love and passion, like, if we didn't have the internet and like, you know, cause we didn't know anyone who else had this love of session wrestling. Yeah. Every we guy thinks on they're the only ourselves. one. Yeah. So really and all cool the guys think they're stories. the only one. And then the internet comes yeah. and you find out there's millions, you know, millions of guys and millions of girls. Exactly. Yeah. And our big strong girl, you know, who was the badass wrestler back then was Helen Von Mott. And then we had Josephine. And then I knew Helen, um, and then I think later in life came, um, you know, the, the girls that are amazing now, you know, uh, Vivi Lane, Mejia, we had Tone Tommy for a while. We had um, the Brazilian girl from San Diego. And I just can't think of her name right now at the moment. Um, but uh, there was, you know, girls from the past that were awesome. Girls from now that were awesome. 
Um, Angie is awesome now from LA, I think. And so, oh, and then there's girls out of the right. country that are amazing. Um, Sheena and um, Amazon Warrior. And um, yes. So, yeah, yes, some yes. of these girls I've met at Jen's events or or I have a ring in my backyard. So sometimes people rent my my ring in my backyard or my indoor mat room. So I get to meet all these ladies, you know, uh, the newer ladies from now. Yes. So so let me ask you then kind of com- since you brought it up, like ladies of the past and, the, and like, ladies present, who do you think was the toughest session wrestler like of that old school generation and who do you think's like the toughest session from the old school it was always helen von mott and raquel from seattle um so it seemed like raquel and um helen von mott for skill myra was around she was great for strength back in the old days um and then nowadays Mm -hmm. um Yasmin, that's who I'm trying to think of from San Diego. She was one from the old days. That was amazing, too. Yes. And they had yes, belts, yes. you know, like black belts or, or whatever belts they had in their martial arts. So um, so old days, I would say those. Raquel, Yasmin, and um, Helen, and Josephine. Um, and then the nude girls for now. Vivi Lane's supposed to be one of the best out there. Um, I've met Vivi. I've wrestled Vivi. And she has kicked my ass a few times. <laughs> and then um, and then I've never wrestled the Amazon Warrior or Sheena, but they're supposed to be the best also from what I hear from the clients and the girls. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. Yes. No, and I'm sure there's awesome. lots of girls that I'm, that I'm not is, mentioning that... right now. These are just the ones I can think of in my head right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I remember Helen, right. she used to be so good. It kind of hurt her because when you're too good, sometimes people sometimes don't want to see you because you're too good and they know they're just going to lose. So um, so sometimes when you're too good, it can kind of hurt your business also. Yeah, I remember her talking to me. About oh, wow. Because hmm, some guys want to make it that, at least, like... you know, where they get a few. Um, and what if they don't get any and they got like maybe an ego issue or yeah. something, you know. Do you think that still goes on today as much, or is that something more back? Wow, I don't know. That I don't know. I mean, it kind of sucks if your ego gets in the way. I kind of, I've been killed many times by Helen and, and these other ladies I've talked about. I'm just curious to see how I do. And and if I don't get any of them, that's if I can't yeah. get one submission, that's okay. I still like a challenge and still want to see how I do, even though they kick my butt effortlessly. <laughs> because they usually have belts i've never taken a martial arts class ever so i don't have a belt normally you wouldn't put somebody with no belt against somebody with a black belt normally you wouldn't do that but in our business we can wrestle whoever we want and you know it's not the olympics it's not the olympics so we don't have to go you know do a weight thing or a belt thing but it is kind of fun to see how you do against somebody really good and i'm a great loser get upset well that's why i i I (laughs) I don't no, and that—that's awesome, and 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 that's why I brought up Jennifer because Jen has that catch wrestling background, and you know, with you know, with grappling, and you you always did really well, and I, that's what really one of the things that I don't I should talk about even more that amazed me watching you is 
I would not know. Like to me, you can like tell someone who doesn't have a martial art background and someone who does. And when I watch you wrestle against people who I know have martial arts background, it's still a very even match. Thank you. I try to. Really I try impressive. to. I try to do my best. Like even if I lose five or ten to nothing, I still try to do my best. And um, and I'm pretty flexible still. So my flexibility <laughs> has helped me a lot. Even if I'm losing, they can bend me into all sorts of things that regular people um would tap instantly at. But I'm double jointed, like in my shoulders and stuff, and I have good flexibility in my legs. Um, so even if I lose, it's still a really good match. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. So um <laughs> now was that one of the, the big differences? Like when you started, did did you know a lot of like ladies who had like martial arts training back oh, then? Oh yeah, like, now there's, now there's so a lot many of ladies more. who do. So was it the, same um, the back martial then? arts ladies back then would yeah, Helen von Mott, um um let me see, from way back when. Josephine, who I don't know if I met or not, I don't think so. Um she was supposed to be really, 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 really good. Um, um, Red was really good um, back in the day. Um, Robin, you know, knows some martial arts um, back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, those girls, but definitely like so many more now. And then, you know, women are in the UFC and women are in, you know, American Ninja Warrior and stuff like that when they didn't used to be. And then all the CrossFit stuff. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see where it went from no women to lots of Absolutely. Tough badass women. Yes. No, that is so cool. Yeah. That is. And That's, Raquel. Raquel and, uh, had some really know, good skill from the old days is... from Seattle. Oh, Raquel. Yeah, she was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And then now so many girls are amazing. So many girls are amazing. And, uh, and it makes it, I think it makes it awesome. You know, guys can pick and choose all sorts of different kinds of ladies they want now. Skill, no skill, size, height. Mm-hmm. You have so much selection now, you know, so it's like a smorgasbord of fun for the men. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. No, that's so cool. Now, who would you say... You can name a few if you want to. When you said like some ladies like really kind of twist you like a pretzel, who were some of those people you? Yeah, I know you said Vivi Lane was one. Is there some others who you kind of like? Who were killed like, oh, me? They 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 really uh, yeah. They really Myra, showed me some yeah. Um, <laughs> Myra, um, let me see, Helen. Um, let me see, Myra, Olga. Um, Casey Kavanaugh. Um, there's some ladies in London when I used to do Monica's live events that were uh, pretty badass. I think I got my ass kicked by Ina Black, Shelby Beach. Um, let me. Ooh, I, I got to ask you how, how, real quick, sorry, but. How Ina Black is someone who really fascinates me. Like, I've wrestled her twice out there. Um, the first one was super competitive, and she killed me. The second one was more like semi-competitive. So um, she has she has had different weight sizes too. So um, I think I've wrestled her at, at a heavier weight, and I've wrestled her at a lighter weight. But oh, she what a great person! though. what a really nice lady. Um, 
But yeah, she killed me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, she she's on a bucket list for me. Like if I ever you know, went out there, she ever came over here, like that she's on a bucket list. Like I, I would yeah, love this session. I've been a great. fan of hers for and a while. And then Monica's time. live events out there are really fun too. I've never done Pippa's live events. Pippa has some live events yeah. that are supposed to be really, really awesome as well. Yeah. I've done a lot of Robin's That's live so events. That's I've so wrestled cool. Robin. I've wrestled Flame Dragon. I've wrestled Malibu. I've wrestled um, a girl that used to live in um, San Diego with red hair. And I can't think of her name right now. She retired a long time ago. Um, I wrestled her. Um, so I think I'd done four or five events for Robin a long time ago that were really cool. Um, I've, this will be the second of Jennifer's the first one. I was just a spectator. And then I think I've done the London thing four or five times for Monica. Awesome. Awesome. No, those I've follow Monica on Twitter and, and have gotten her videos. She's really she's tough too. I really respect she kicked and, my and ass really easily really as cool. well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot. I have like a top 10 list of girls who kicked my wow. ass and I, I named some of them. I just can't think of all of them right now, but man, there are some great ones, great ones in the past. Yeah. No, cause you, um, I remember you. you oh, gave, Amazon I Annie. You wrestled we Amazon tied, I think, Annie. the first time, and then she kicked my ass the second time. Mistress Clara killed me. That you know, you know, the first and second time. Um, Cheyenne Jewel, we started where I could beat her, or we were even, and then she took some classes, and she eventually came to beat me easily. Um, and um, Mejia's beaten me. Um, Liz Lightspeed's got some good skill too. She beat me, um, which I, I didn't know she was, you know, that good. So that was very impressive for a long, lean lady, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I like actually yeah. like when a smaller girl can beat me. I think that's pretty cool. You know, they can hold they can hold their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yes. Yes. For yes. Sure. No, that's awesome. That's really cool. Wow. You've wrestled like like the uh, every like past, present. Like, I know, I, the, you know, them. the ones I didn't like get to wrestle, I always wanted to wrestle Joanne Needham and we're Facebook friends. I, I know she would have killed me, but it would have been kind of fun to, to wrestle Joanne Needham. And I've never wrestled Africa and we're, we're Facebook friends too. Um, so those are a couple big, strong ladies that I never got to wrestle. And those big bodybuilder ladies that I mentioned from the eighties, you know, I never got to, to wrestle them as well you know and i think most of them i think are retired now it is cool it's been a great wow, life so you cool. know like i said that i hope awesome. you know um i can continue it for five ten fifteen more years you know it's up to me and it's up to the men too because if my phone never rings then i guess i'm automatically retired <laughs> If my phone never rings, then they decided it for me. But I still plan on doing it for five or ten more years. Uh, I I can't see that happening with your phone not ringing because 
it, it's just you're you're always one of like the the most popular names and like talk about earlier that energy that you give like the passion that you have for it people can just through through the screen I or in person not. they know it so i can't see that happening yeah I think as long as you absolutely you still love doing and it, i have some amazing guys be, who have been with be me it. um seen me from day one that i've known for 34 years or 30 years or 25 years or 20 years and i know unfortunately some have passed away but a lot of guys have stayed with me throughout the years and those are my great regulars that I hold to my heart really close. And then I get new people that come and it's always fun to see new people. They're like 21 to 35. And they're like, I've known you since I was like 13. And I'm like, what? Because they have the internet. <laughs> they have the internet and they can watch me when yeah. they're 13, 14, 15, 16, you know? And um, so my youngest guy ever, uh, got a hold of me when he was 15 and I told him to get a hold of me when he was 17 because that was the legal age in New York for like adult fun. So I wrestled a 17 year old who was still in high school mm-hmm. who saved $200 working his part time job to wrestle me for half an hour. And then my oldest guy just turned 100 last wow. week and I've known him since pretty much the first year of my wrestling career. And um, and uh, he would like to be scissored this year body scissors is his specialty and i'm hoping to get to arizona in a month or two so he can just have one more body scissor you know obviously i'm don't want to kill him so i'll be gentle yep but we used to wrestle competitive 30 years ago all the time multiple times a day for a couple days in a row when he would send me to his house and then um then when he got older we'd go semi-competitive and then when he got a little bit older we would go just scissoring and watching wrestling videos of scissors and then when he got a little bit older than that then we would just watch videos and go out to dinner and then to now we just go out to dinner and talk wrestling but he does want to try another body scissor he's a hundred wow that is something (laughs) so he i know and he still drives he's amazing. amazing so when did when when did he get like his wife so I'm thinking, like, used how, to how wrestle him for world? fun like, when she was alive and they used to wrestle for fun and then she passed away of a cancer early on and he got a good 10 or 15 years with her however long it was and then she passed and he still had that in him she was athletic she had strong legs and so he searched it out and he found you know his favorite ladies in the world Yes, I know because that you know he has amazing. his favorite like top five. Else. Yeah, yeah, and so he doesn't know why he likes it, but wow. he still likes it, and he thought the feeling would go away, but it got stronger as he got older. Isn't that way cool? That's so cool. It's that so is really, awesome. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. So. So. We. When you get, like you said, you've been flown out to, like, I know you said Arizona and then Canada and Australia. So, like, are, are you going to, like, these huge, like, like houses? Like, that's that's kind of what I'm, like, as, like, so, like, the fan, like, picturing. Like, it's, like, these guys are, like, flying out to, like, the, like, or is it, like, like, like how is that, like, being flown okay. out to, like, a Well, the ones in Australia... Um, gave me like, the bottom it, part of their house, you know? which had my own bedroom, my own mat room, shower, bedroom, 
and in the mat room, I can do all my sessions in my own door to let the people in and out. And then they lived upstairs. So I had my whole bottom floor to myself in Australia, in the Melbourne area. And um, so I did that like five or six times so far. And they became friends with me. They're in their 70s now. And um, they were married for over 40 years. And his wife was okay with it. She didn't understand why he liked wrestling uh, in in general, but she said, um, I don't get it, but it comes with the package of loving him. And I think that's the best way if it, you know, even if you don't get it and you may never get it, at least you still love mm-hmm. that person, you know? And, um, so I've been in their home and then the, um, Canada people, I had my own, um, same thing, had my own entrance, my own room, my own kitchen. They had put mats out for me. And then um, they would let me do sessions out of their home. And then I'd wrestle the wife in exchange for that and to let me make money out of their home and sightsee and go see cool places like Niagara Falls. And then um, the Arizona guy, um, he has a regular house and we would move some furniture around a regular nice house, put some mats down. And Throughout the 30 years, he lived in some different places like Tahoe, Borrego Springs, Arizona. But we would just make a little area like I do at my house with mats and Russell there. So those are the three right there. It is cool. So we just, you know, you make an area with your mats, you know, either in your living room or your basement or an extra room. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. That's so, I always kind of wondered about, I know like people can do that, but I'm always like, what is the setup? And also wonder how, you know, comfortable you would feel on the other end, like doing that and like what, what it takes. Well, I was to, like, nervous at first. I was nervous at everything to, you know, when I was 21, 22, 23, 24. Um, then I didn't travel, you know, for a while in the beginning, I just did the mud wrestling and the sessions here. And then all the girls, when the internet came out, they told me to get on WB270. But I was like, kind of like, I'm like the last person to do anything with like new technology and new stuff. So I didn't travel when they were traveling back in the old days. I didn't get on the WB270. I didn't have a website back then. I was just working out of here at my house. And for the first five years, I didn't let people come here. Then as I realized they were sweet, cool, and nice, and there seemed to be no problems, then I made the mat room here at my house, which was my living room. And so then to this day, they can come here and wrestle here or rent it out. So um, the first five years, I didn't. And then, then after I talked to more ladies, and they're like, you really need to go on the road, I finally decided to go on the road. And then when I went on the road, it was very addicting. Um, for me, um, because that's where you meet the mass quantity of people. Cause you're hitting a couple places, you know, if you're going to go to Texas, you're going to hit Dallas and Houston and maybe somewhere else mm-hmm. and on the East coast. I, all those cities I mentioned and then the Midwest, you know, so then you, you meet tons of people right. in your, if you're gone for three, four, five, six, seven days. When I go out of the country, I usually do two weeks. Um, and then. I just became addicted to it because um, it's everything I love traveling, wrestling. I was making the money, meeting the new people, the great people, developing friendships with them. Some of them taken me to see sites in their area of where I've never seen before. I like hiking, restaurants, stuff like that. Um, amusement parks, even done amusement parks with one of my guys in Florida um, and uh, went to like three or four amusement parks 
parks with him. And so if they have the time and they're able to, they could take me to see their town or their area or, you know, whatever they have out there, you know. So I try to, you know, combine work and fun, but my work is fun also. <laughs> so basically I'm always having fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that that's so cool. That, that is awesome. You and you really live it up. I like that you really I try to make the most of Yes, absolutely. Of the like when I go like, to Australia, I'm what, there for like five know. days for work and then a week and a half for fun. And I've met new friends out there that are close friends of mine now. And I get to stay at their houses when I do the fun stuff. And then I do hotels when I do the work stuff. And I try to, um, and then Monica, you know, I stayed at her house and she's always welcome here when that time comes, if she ever wants to come here. And we try to help each other and host each other and save money. And you can stay at my house and you can wrestle out of my house and let's go sightseeing. Let's go hiking. Let's go out to eat. So I try to do all of that, you know, you know, because yeah, I'm out there. I might as well maximize it. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And that's, that's to me how I think it's cool. Like, you know, seeing that amongst the, like us as the guys who are fans, but it's really awesome and cool to see the session wrestlers have that community. And I think that's really awesome and inspiring. Like right. that you guys right. help each other and look Absolutely. out for one another. And that's the best. And some and of I, I met some great friends right? that's, in that's this really wrestling cool. world. You know, Diane Barry, K.O. Casey's like my best friend. Jennifer's like my one of my favorite little wrestling girls here. Sandy White, who doesn't wrestle anymore. You know, um, our personalities click really well. You know, and there's lots of other ladies too. And I just traveled recently with Feisty. I used to travel with Amazon Sahara Huxley. I've done a couple travels with Amazon Annie. Um, and then I travel a lot by myself too. So, um, get, you know, I went back on the road a couple weeks ago. I'm getting ready to go back on the road again and, um, looking forward to doing all my travels again and going back to Australia and Canada and stuff like that. Um, I have to go in a few minutes though, but if you have any more questions really quick. Uh, I guess the last question. I okay. Just I have two is, kinds. One side of domination and competitive. <laughs> so, and, and the one side of domination is for my competitive <laughs> side or, or okay. the one side of domination is for my sadistic side and the competitive is for my competitive side. There's nothing like beating up a guy one-sided. That awesome. is so much awesome. fun. Throwing That's... him around and, and, now... and putting him in holds and, and being the boss and, and showing my strength. And then the competitive is, you know, because I like that challenge to see how I do, whether it's a girl or a guy. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Now, now are you uh, anything, are you traveling or, you know, coming up? I know you have the, the event early April um, with, with Jen, Well, yeah, I did have a Texas after promote, that that um, I had to reschedule. So I'll be travel? rescheduling my Texas that was in um, – April, but on the last part of April, I do have a, um, Atlanta with Sleeper Kid, Atlanta with my sessions, Myrtle Beach for a day. I'm going to try Birmingham. I never tried Birmingham, Alabama. And, um, and so that's it then. And then May, mm. Nashville and um, Memphis in May. And then I'm going to start doing a whole bunch of tours after that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, 
Christy, this has been such Thank an honor you. and a pleasure, <laughs> like talking with you and and definitely yes. can't wait till you, you come back yes. to the Northeast. I have the East Coast, with you know, you coming up soon. And, I haven't made plans yet, but it will be like you know. May, June or July. I'll be doing East Coast. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And I, you know, maybe, maybe we can, you okay. know, oh, that'd be awesome. go out to yeah. do a or live both. podcast. Yes. Who knows? That'd be very cool. <laughs> okay. You well, I've, been, I've looked forward to doing yeah, this or chat. Both. It's been really fun. Thank you no, for having awesome. me. No, absolutely. Krista. Thank you for coming <laughs> on. This you. has been amazing. Then, um, I will amazing. see you in the flesh so. then <laughs> later in a few months. Yes, on the East Coast. Absolutely. And all of you people, Later. you know where to find me. Session Girls yes. WB270 or my website, com, And then just get a hold of me. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so for the one and only Christy Etzel, I'm D-Rock. Thank you guys Thank for you. listening Bye. to the After Hour Sessions. Peace. Are we good? OK.